0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. And before we dive into God's word for today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both with others as we talk about keys to living an abundant life in Christ. So go grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about releasing to receive, the great exchange, beauty for ashes. Let's dig into what this really means and how it can impact our lives. Really, truthfully, releasing and receiving, right? The great exchange, beauty for ashes, that's about forgiveness. It's about allowing God to come in and heal our hearts And once that has taken place, then we can forgive. I think that's where we make a big mistake a lot of times. I know I'm not the only one that has struggled with forgiving. Maybe it's a specific person, a specific hurt. And as much as we desire to forgive, as much as we desire to be able to maybe uh, move beyond whatever the circumstance was, because we enjoy the person that hurt us, but until we really forgive, we can't go further in our relationship with them and with many others, actually, because hurts continue to hurt. But many times, I believe most of us wanna forgive. We want to forgive, but we struggle. Our desire is, but we just can't. That thing just pops back up again. We get hurt again or we get frustrated again or discouraged again, whatever it is. And the real reason that it hasn't gone away, so to speak, is because we haven't allowed the Lord to come in and actually heal our heart of the hurt first. When we let that take place, When we invite him in, he came to heal the brokenhearted. Isaiah 61 says that. Luke says that. Actually, there's a lot of scripture, maybe not phrased exactly that way, but those two say Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. So he heals our broken heart. Then, then we can release the person that hurt us And then we receive freedom. That's so powerful and so important to our daily lives. Like every area of our life is impacted by areas that we have not dealt with or that we have dealt with. I mean, there's a good and a bad. And truthfully, most of our hurts, most of our wounds, most of our buried stuff, has to do with family. And we don't have time to get into all this, but it actually a lot of times goes all the way back to childhood. And then from when we were children, it's because our parents haven't dealt with stuff from when they were children. And that cycle just keeps going back to generation before generation before generation. That's why the Bible says The sins of the father are passed down three and four generations. Everybody has a father, so that hits everybody. That comes in from all sides of the family. And they're passed down because they're not dealt with. The Lord has not been allowed to come in and heal us in those places so we can effectively extend forgiveness in the places we need to. See, we try to forgive because we know the scripture, right? The scripture tells us in order to be forgiven, we need to forgive. I can remember different times in my life trying to forgive someone or something and just not feeling it at all, just not feeling it and saying to the Lord over and over day after day after day, because I knew I was supposed to, you could see me now, quotations, I was supposed to forgive, but I and I wanted to, but I just couldn't. And, I, and I'm and i like, what's wrong with me? You know, in my own mind, and each day in my prayer, in my prayer time with the Lord, I would be like, just help me forgive them. I wanna, I, every day I'd say to them, I forgive them, I forgive them. Eventually this is just gonna, eventually, if I say it enough, it'll become my reality, which there is some truth to that. But what I was missing until I didn't know, until truthfully the Holy Spirit came in and showed me, years later. that And that's when true healing came in. That's when true forgiveness was released. And that's when I received true freedom in my life. And how did I know? Because when a memory popped up or um, I came across a path of someone, it did not have the same impact on me. How we respond physically and emotionally to somebody is a good indicator of whether we've truly forgiven Because a lot of times I think we think we have, but we really haven't. We've gone through the motions. But the first thing we need to do is we need to begin the process of the great exchange. There's an exchange that takes place. Hurts for healings. Beauty for ashes. Isaiah 61 verse 3 tells us this. And it doesn't just say, I'll give you beauty instead of ashes. It says a crown of beauty. A crown can't be missed, right? I mean, when the queen or the king puts on a crown, it's majestic. That's what we get for our bucket of ashes. That's powerful, But we have to be willing, and this is the key. This is the key. We have to be willing to hand over the ashes, the hurts, the traumas, the disappointment, the discouragement, the frustration. And I wanna say this because it's something I never thought of before. And I heard this just recently, within the last month or two. And I thought that's so good. I never thought about that. And this is where I think we have, like maybe we, we just, we feel disappointed. We feel discouraged. We don't even know why, like why? Why am I disappointed? Why am I, dis- why does that have an impact on me? And this is the truth. We don't only have a need in our heart to allow Jesus to come in and heal us for things people have done to us, but we have a need to allow Jesus to come in and heal those places of disappointment for things people didn't do for us that they should have. And that comes to family for sure. Most of this is in family. The devil attacks families. He wants to destroy families. Be on guard. Be alert for your families. Understand how you, if you're a parent, how you may be impacting and hurting your child. Be a humble parent. Be willing to apologize over and over and bring healing to your child. A few minutes ago, I mentioned, you know, a lot of those hurts, a lot of those things that we carry around with us. Some of them, we don't even recall them, and they're from our childhood, you know, and it could be it puts a lot of pressure on parents because, man, you can just say one sentence and, like, it just pierces a child's heart. And out of all the good things you said, but they carry that one thing, our words have so much power in our children's hearts. So much power. And so, you know, I talked about uh, a few minutes ago how some of this stuff goes back to our childhood, and it's because now we're being raised as children. We're being raised by parents that are wounded that didn't get healing from their hurts and they didn't release forgiveness and they're not walking in freedom. So, you know, it all rolls down and it goes back generation to generation. And we hear this a lot. You hear it a lot in grieving, you know, when you have a loss, uh, people, you know, time heals. People say that, oh, you know, give it time. Uh, No, time does not heal. Time may dull. It may dull something, but it does not heal it. The only thing that brings healing is God. God heals, not time. Time buries, time suffocates, time restrains, but it does not heal. So we have to allow God to come in and heal every nook and cranny of our heart. Time can cover and we can cover. And I think sometimes we've covered for so long a hurt Right by by creating defense mechanisms in ourselves that we don't even really realize. We think something's a personality trait, but it's actually not. It's a defense mechanism because there's a, a buried hurt from time way past and we don't even realize it's there. But if we're not willing to dig in and we're not willing to deal with even the old hurts we're not willing to invite Jesus in and say i don't even know. I just i don't even know. And there may not be something i need to know, but there may be something i need to know. And i'm going to go through a few indicators that, you know, maybe these are red flags to you that there's something there's something underlying. You know, most behavioral issues, the behavior is not the issue. There's a root causing it. And any hurt that is not dealt with, is not uprooted, causes hurt. It will continue to cause hurt and we will continue to pass it down generation to generation. I've said many times, mostly to mothers, but truthfully, if you're a father listening, it just as much applies to you for sure. As parents, I guess I would put it that way. Anything we do not deal with, our children are going to have to deal with when they step into adulthood. Anything we don't deal with, they're going to have to. And I want to be one that passes on. I'm sure and nobody's going to be perfect. We're all going to pass on some stuff. But I want to pass on as little as possible to my children and then them to my grandchildren. And hopefully it continues on. So what we don't deal with causes more hurt to others. And, but, but we're the ones, right? I mentioned that scripture verse that said that the sins of the father will be passed down three and four generations There's also a scripture that tells us that if we keep the commandments of the Lord, that can get that, the blessings of that can be passed down for a thousand generations. So uh, there's much more uh, return for dealing with hurts than for not dealing. We're talking a thousand generations versus three or four generations. So we stop the cycle when we say, No more, no more. I, I'm drawing that line in the sand. I'm not going to be part of the situation that passes down the sins of the Father for three or four generations. No, I want to be part of the process that obeyed God, and had an unfailing love to obey His commands, and gave the blessing of a thousand generations coming after me. That's powerful but we have to cry out to God. We have to say, God, no, I wanna let go. I wanna forgive, and humbly add, but I just don't know how. It's, it's like in the New Testament, the man that cried out, Jesus said, if you only believe, I can heal, and, and, and he said, oh, I believe, and then he panicked, and he said, but help me in my unbelief, because he was so afraid, what if I don't believe enough? There's nothing wrong with, Lord, I wanna forgive, but I don't know how to forgive. Help me to forgive, come in and heal. Heal me so I can forgive. Help me. When we say, Help me, the great exchange begins. There's a scripture, Psalm 142. If we don't think we should be crying out to God, this scripture clearly tells us otherwise. God's just waiting for us to cry out to Him. Psalm 142, uh, verses 1 through 7, and I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. God knows what you don't know. That's why we have to ask for his help. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see there's none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of, and this is so good, bring me out of prison. That I may give thanks to your name, the righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Why should we do this? Why would we want to do this? Why would we want to dig through the ugly? Why would we want to go beyond the surface to get to the root? Why? Well, what do roots do? Without a root, there's nothing, right? You can't even plant without a root. You need a root for the plant to start growing. Anything that does not have a root cannot grow. So if we uproot the hurt, we uproot the cause of the behavior, then there's nothing. There's nothing but freedom. Roots cause things to grow. If we leave a root, something's growing. So if we have undealt with hurts, undealt with unforgiveness, undealt with disappointment, it permeates every other area of our life. It grows. Our family relationships are heavily impacted on whether or not we have made this exchange, whether or not we have first released, then received. All of our family relationships are impacted for the good or for the bad in this area. Are we carrying around a bucket of ashes or are we wearing that crown of beauty? What are we doing? There's two places, and this is my last point for today. There's two places that undealt with hurts undealt with unforgiveness, have the potential to impact us. And it's in our health, and it's in the level of intimacy in our relationships with others. And I want to just really, really encourage you. Let the guard down and let Jesus in. And here's just a few uh, what we would consider personality traits that are really indicators that maybe something else is going on. Maybe we should just take a few moments and get away quietly with Jesus and just ask him, do I need to see something I'm not seeing? And these are just behavioral uh, issues, something that have grown up and out from a root, okay? And so that, uh something that people don't really think of, but perfectionism. If they, if you have to be perfect, if things have to be perfect, now I'm not talking about excellence, I'm not talking about doing something in excellence, I'm talking about having to be perfect, that's probably a flag, uh, criticalness, if you find fault in everything, that's a flag, sarcasm, anger, a depression, uh, even, uh, passivity, you know, we, we, we kind of make it nice and call them the peacemakers, but passivity can be an issue, aggressiveness can be an issue, you know, uh, We have to ask the Lord, is that there as a defense mechanism or have you placed that in me to be used for your glory? Let Jesus in. Ask him to come in. Ask him to take that ugly bucket of ashes. Ask him to show you what might be in that bucket. You may know straight out. You may be listening to this today and saying, oh, I know I've got to let Jesus come in and heal this area. Then I can try forgiving again. You may not know. But I promise you this, if you don't know, he's the revealer of mysteries, and he will show you what you need to know. And, and I just want to say this, if, he, if a face comes before you or a name comes across your mind while you're asking the Lord to show you if there's hurts you haven't allowed him to come in and heal, a scene may flash in your mind, don't dismiss it. Don't minimize it. If you're asking Jesus to show you something and something comes before you, he's wanting you to give him permission to take this moment from you, to remove those ashes and give you beauty. God desires us to pour our hearts out to him, even though he already knows. There's something about it. There's something about the asking him to show us and then us giving him permission to come in and heal that wound, remove that wound. Something about it frees us from the hurt. Then, then it gives us the ability to extend true forgiveness. All the negative emotions in that bucket of ashes, God will take them all away if we ask him to, if we allow him to. He will wipe our tears and he will place on our heads a glorious, crown of beauty. I want to encourage you, take some quiet time this week. Ask the Lord to show you, maybe maybe ask him to show you uh, some behavioral issues you have that you've dismissed for years as maybe personality traits that really are a response to a root you haven't dealt with. And then I really want to encourage you to tune in next week. We're going to talk about not just getting free. At, what next? After the Lord has shown us And after we allow him to heal us, what comes next? We don't wanna just get free, we wanna stay free. We don't wanna just borrow that crown. We wanna keep it forever.